You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again for another Physics Ed Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day, evening, night, wherever you are. And this particular chat is with a very good friend of mine, Dr. Sandy Nickel, who has been doing an amazing job empowering pre-service teachers to really shine and really take ownership of what they're getting up to. She's been involved in helping pre-service teachers for many, many, many years. And she reckons as a classroom teacher over the past three decades, she pretty much estimates she's worked alongside 15,000 pre-service teachers having been a tutor and a lecturer when it comes to pre-service teachers. She does do the New Brew podcast, which is all about empowering pre-service teachers to support their desire to be influencers for good. And my gosh, doesn't she achieve that? She does that alongside the curators, Hamer, Jace, Jared, Kyle, Rowan, and Tash, and they're doing an amazing job. It's actually worth checking out the New Brew podcast. But we are chatting about how this relates to STEM education and honestly, education in general. So let's find out how we can support our pre-service teachers. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. Thank you for inviting me, Ben. I'm really in, um, enjoy, uh, enjoying speaking to you normally, so on a Friday morning at the clubhouse. So, yeah, let's get that conversation going. We have been ch- hanging out uh, early Friday morning, so it's currently a <laughs> uh, uh, late Friday afternoon. So we've been doing a bit of work for the last 12 hours. We're a little bit bleary-eyed, but it's been <laughs> yeah. fun hanging out. <laughs> yeah, very uh, much so. Oh, dear. So, Sandy, look, uh, you and I know each other. We do. But I know some people don't. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet. So, uh, Sandy, what do you get up to? All righty. So I think I'll go back to the beginning of my life. Um, so I was born a long time ago. No, not long ago. <laughs> okay, so I, I did nursing before I did teaching. Um, and my most predominant role as a nurse was to help people die. So in my 20s, it really shaped my whole way of living and thinking. Um, and I've always been someone that embraces living today because that's all we've got all we've got is today long 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 story um along I became a primary school teacher and I absolutely love teaching I was fortunate to be targeted when I graduated so I got a job straight away Woohoo! lucky me and I still think that I still think wow that was such a gift to get um and I taught in Mount Druitt um for eight years it was not easy not easy at all but I loved it so my love for the reluctant learner the child that doesn't want to be at school, that doesn't want to be engaged, became my passion. Um, so after two, um, eight years and with two kids, I was too tired anymore to travel so far. So I moved to the Ryde District and taught there for another seven years. And even still today, I teach in schools casually. So where I, I live on the central coast of New South Wales, near the beach now, and I still have been teaching um, in schools because I always want my foot in um, schools. Um, but I actually technically lecture at university. I know how to believe, but I do. Um, and I have a PhD. <laughs> um, and my topic was how do primary pre-service teachers learn to engage in the classroom? So really, if you look at it, it's how do they learn to teach? Mm. What helped them to get kids wanting to learn? Um, and I, I met with these amazing pre-service teachers for two years 
and listen to what we call their stories. So I didn't have some sort of big agenda. I actually just want to know how do they learn? And that was the basis of my PhD. And through my PhD, I made a lot of recommendations. And one is we actually let them down. I think um, as a profession of teachers who I love, 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 I'm so proud to be a teacher. I'm so proud to be um, a friend with so many teachers, but we don't look after our new brew. Um, and I don't blame us for not looking after our new brew because we're so busy in our classrooms trying to follow all these rules and regulations. So, <clears throat> so you know, uh, my master's research was on how why teachers burn out. All right, mm -hmm. so I, I saw teachers burn out and I, I researched on that and I've got no surprises there why we burn out. Um, so me being me, I went, right, well, I want to do something that's positive that moves us forward to help us um, to move forward. So my PhD became about, well, how can we help basically pre-service teachers get ready for the classroom. I will tell you this now, I've just written a chapter on it, unis let teachers, pre-service teachers down terribly. I'm sorry if you're a university lecturer, but we do. So, <laughs> so, so, um, and so the Newbury podcast, which is what I'm talking about today, yeah. it's my way of, of hopefully showing other people, it's a recommendation from my PhD, there is a different way of helping them to get ready for the classroom. Um, we know through, you know, different organisations, if you want to look at the Teachers' Federation or AITS or whoever, generally we say four out of ten leave within five years. I find that unacceptable. Yep. These kids have come to uni, often first in their family to study. They want to be teachers. They love the idea of being teacher, a teacher. For four years, they live and breathe that desire, that passion to be a teacher, but within five years of graduating, they leave. Yeah. I don't like that. So no. the new group podcast is about that. Um, so one of the big things, so a few things from my PhD is um, recommendations. And one is the idea of having um, like, you know, regular practice at things. So, you know, like we know theorists talk about it anyway, but the whole idea of that mastery of practice where you keep on having a go, keep on having a go. But the key is having a mentor, having someone that believes in you, um, who's not going to judge you because we stuff up, because quite frankly, Ben, I stuff up still today, and I think I always yeah. will. <laughs> um, well, you're not, so are you saying you're not, you're not, you, you, you're human? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's a thought. <laughs> my first, okay, to, to tell you how human I am, my first, lesson where I had to be accredited I burnt the school down pretty much oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah as you do uh, this is so sandy so so sandy it is quite funny. so I was doing a science lesson and it was to be accredited right. a long long time ago and so what I did was it was a hot day it was like 40 odd degrees and at, at the window silly you'll get this as soon as I tell you this sitting next to each other were batteries cotton wool and wire oh right, oh. right. <laughs> uh, okay how long oh. <laughs> but, yeah exactly so that was the quickest way to learn okay I think I've just made a closed circuit <laughs> you did successfully <laughs> very successfully now me being me they were cotton cotton buds oh, um, and I tell people this story all the time because I think it's really funny I then me being me so that was on one side of the room and it was hot and like it was in Mount Jewel it was hot and you know it was so so hot I ran across the room <laughs> to put the cotton wool buds in the water in the water sink area mm -hmm. of course you do because that's me 
but did I not realize that I dropped the cotton buds as I ran? So as I ran, I made spot fires all through my bathroom. <laughs> so then I had to turn around and I had to use my feet to put them out. So, <laughs> so I tell you what, that was such a good lesson. The fire brigade came. Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, I said, and my principal, and they were all laughing. So, um, and and so anyway, long story short, it, it was all sorted. The fire brigade said, You're fine. And my mm. principal said, Okay, Sandy, I want to see your lesson now to, to pass you. Now, <laughs> <laughs> take <laughs> you a breath. Okay, you want to see me teach now? So, yes. and me being me, I went, Okay, and I did. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, my, my, my career's been a comedy of errors. Um, and the point is I reflect on my errors constantly and I go, okay, maybe I won't put those things together closely next time. I was a, I have a science degree, by the way. So I did teaching before I did, uh, so I did nursing before I did teaching. So I know the science. I can't believe I did it, but that's just me. Um, anyway, happen. so I live, I live and laugh at myself constantly because I have, I live a life, a comedy of errors. Um, but I think that's the point. And if you look at people like Brene Brown and so on, transparency and honesty is what gets us through and that's one of the key things of the Newbury podcast um, which I want to talk about today is because we're not um, perfect um, I've asked people to join for very different reasons there's no one leader I'm not the principal we are a, a group a, a cooperation we're a community an online community and when I approach the pre-service teachers and I approached many um, I said to them when I approached them, what area do you want to focus on? What do you want to be the focus on for your page, your section? So the ones that said um, yes to the, so we've got a few brews going, but the brew, if you understand brew, okay, first of all, I'm a maker. Yep. Right, so, so that might work out really well for those who like makerspace and STEM and so on and STEAM, but I'm the maker, so I help them put things together. Um, and then they're the curators. So, so Jason curates the gender page. Um, Kyle and Natasha curate the Indigenous and rural page. Emma, um, the parents and language page. Um, Jared, he does the technology page. And Rowan does the um, creativity page. So they run their own pages. Because um, I truly do believe in transformational leadership. And my job is to be the person that supports them cheers them on and says you tell me what idea you have and I'll help you bring it to fruition now if we look at my PhD and not just my PhD if you look at my research record you'll see I research on this with a lot of different teams not being mentored not being supported as a pre-service teacher and in your first year of teaching is a sure career ender yeah so um and we, how do we do it how can we do it? So, so the Newbury podcast is pretty much what I'm trying to do is I'm essentially the backbone for these pre-service teachers, but I call on other backbones or ribs, whatever you want to call it, and you're a rib. <laughs> so you come on and be, in, and are they still talking about your learning circle with us? Yeah, and the whole idea is we want to help them from behind so that they can succeed because seriously, that generation, they want to be influencers for good. Yeah. Um, and if you have a look at Gen um, Z, for example, and millennials, I'm predominantly teaching Gen Z now, they are going, well, we, we know the UN is telling us that there's all these global goals that are a problem. We know the world's telling us, oh, it's a problem, but no one has answers. 
Now, yep. if you go into a primary school classroom to kindy and you set up how to solve a world problem, you get so many answers, it's not funny. Those kids just don't have the agency or the chance to talk about it. Same as pre-service teachers, they've got answers, they've got ideas, but they get squashed. So, um, and so many teachers are fantastic on prac because they don't squash them. Um, and if you're listening as a teacher, thank you. Because the biggest thing that I know, and I know from my PhD, the biggest factor that actually influences pre-service teachers is not their coursework, it's the classroom teachers. Absolutely. I had a, well, you're sending me down a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a reminisce in my head. I, I had a, I thought you might do that today. Uh, uh, I had a really good uh, friend of mine, um, and he was, he was a friend. It was, yes, a master teacher, that was the title, but he was a friend. And um, so yeah. Bruce, um, actually, my very first day, he sent me on a um, on, on, on a scavenger hunt. That was my, my only job to that 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 day was a scavenger hunt, and all the school all the teachers knew it because what he does is his new preservers teacher when they arrived. So this is years ago. So um, I had to look. I had to go find the drawer and, and look underneath the thing and go find the number, and that would then tell me to go to another thing. And and, and after like four hours of running around the whole bloody school, he, he said, "So what did you think about that?" And he, did, did, you, did you fill it all out? Yeah. Yes, I did. I filled out all the things and found all the weird things. I had to ask the math teacher a weird question about cactuses and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and he said, so uh, so what do you think the point of that was? And I went, it was so I could meet everyone straight away. He goes, yes, that was yeah. the point. He said, yeah. the issue with high schools is that they are siloed massively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I went, yeah, he's right. Yeah, genius. Yeah. What a simple so way my, Yeah, I've got three, three themes in my PhD. Mm. So one was talking about back to research one was talking about the theory because mm. when we, we all know this when you go on prac what they teach about uni doesn't always work mm. yeah of course it doesn't always work because that's your classroom and it's your context we can't cut and paste stuff so so i talk about that the next one is and what we're talking about is relationships yeah so relationships are key um and i always say to people that's where as a leader that's what i focus on first is relationships getting to know each other, understanding each other, understanding that someone might have a mental health issue or a disability or whatever. It doesn't matter though, Ben, because we all do. Yeah. If we're honest, we all have a problem. So, um, and we all need support from each other. So, so, so you know, the, th the next three, next two the, um, themes that came through was reflection. Um, a key thing is to reflect on your practice. And the last one is your own identity. Um, and the whole idea is finding yourself, finding what you want to do, where you want to teach and what's your passion. So hence, when I said to the pre-service teachers, what is your passion? And they said, oh, for example, Jason said gender and Rowan said um, and creativity. And I said, great. Do you want to be that, make that your page? I would love to. Now, those pre-service teachers are writing their stuff. They're working out lesson plans. They're working out whatever on those topics because that's their passion guess what if your passion is gender for example you want to then know well how do i teach mathematics hmm. what do i have to think about that might be unique or indigenous so natasha and kyle have realized oh wait a minute my passion is um first nations indigenous students are ah, okay we know through research that boys are not as well engaged boys won't come to school as much boys leave by the age of 14 ah what can I do with mathematics? Can you see that my reasoning? Because when you start with heart, and that's why I say, if you start with a heart, you'll actually, I think, care more 
So, um, and you'll look after them. And then identity also is about looking after ourselves because if they don't form a community, they leave. Of course they leave because you've got no one supporting you. So what you're doing is you are, you're creating community because not only the, you know, the podcast, the Nibiru podcast is awesome, by the way. And thank you, by the way, <laughs> for, for, uh, for inviting me on for a little, little window of what, what, what yeah. goes on. But the, um, they're getting to know the ecosystem of education before they even yeah. enter the practice formally, yeah. which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, isn't that the point? Aren't we meant to be collegiate and professional and share ideas and resources and all that sort of thing? But when you enter that big wide world as a brand new first year teacher, it's a little bit daunting. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when we look at most of starting off as casual teachers. Yes. Yeah, so, which is worse because like you go over there, you put the 50 cents in the coffee jar so you can have a coffee. And uh, yeah. here's, here's what you do. For, for, please, please just, just don't, burn, don't burn that in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you've got lunchtime duty and you've got this. And like, yep. seriously, like, and I'm not criticising schools at all. They've got no choice because that's the way our system is. Mm. But seriously... Now, if we really think long-term, if four out of 10 are leaving within the first five years, okay, fair enough. Some might find out that they don't like teaching. Fair enough. But they probably should have known that when they were studying. What does it mean for our career, our, our profession long-term? Yeah. You know, like the new generation, which I, I love working with them, by the way, because they don't take crap. But <laughs> they really don't. Um, and, okay, they might photograph everything. So what if they're photographing everything? Doesn't that actually show that our schools are working? Because one of our general capabilities is to be, you know, technological savvy, that way oriented. So of course, you know, of course they're going to be that way oriented because that's how our schools were geared up. And we live in a world where everyone wants to be what we call an influencer. <laughs> so everyone wants to make an impact. Well, why not embrace being an influencer and call them an influencer for good? So the Brew Podcast, we're about being influencers for good. So each one wants to influence their area of choice for good. You know, um, you know, I just, I feel like I've, um, I just wanted to answer or try and offer unis an alternative. So, and these could be tutorial groups that we set up from day one where they actually come together. I get it that personalities not, may not get on. Okay, well, that's teaching. So you might one have to address getting on with a different personality or we can modify them and you know not set you in stone with a certain group but one of the things is we say that well and they're not good at technology yes they're you know digital natives and they're good at selfies and they're good at insta but they're not good at the deeper stuff all right so set up a website yeah uh, we've got a website and our art gallery now which you're on you've got a wall like that's what like that's that's what I mean. Like all of this is organic. So I was going to say that word. I was going to say it's so organic. I've, I've watched you just create this rather rapidly. <laughs> oh, very, well, sort of. It looks like it's rapid, but it's not. Cause I've been thinking about it since 2011. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because now that we've hit the ground running, yeah, it looks really rapid. But for me, most of this stuff I've been thinking about for a good ten, even twelve years. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And yet, despite you know thinking about it, yeah, since 2011 you're not holding onto the reins that hard no i don't believe in that yeah it's really cool so so if you understand so i like the idea there's a theory of um called transformational leadership by burns Mm -hmm. um now his ideas were in the 1980s so it's a long time ago um and people like asha raya who i love um from rmit 
she follows his model as well. Ash is fantastic. So, Actually, some people who have listened to this podcast might remember Ash. Uh, yeah, go through go through the past reel, the episodes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ash and I talk about uh, mathematics in the real world. She uh, very much knows her way through mathematics and really makes. She does. Know, yeah, I actually understand. watched that episode. I loved it. So, um, and that was actually one of the reasons why. So she, I last year because of COVID and where I I, I live and um, it's quite low socioeconomics where I am. And I knew that families didn't have options to help their kids as much as they would like. So I started a Facebook page called Kids at Home with Dr. Sandy. Yeah. And we were team STEM. So what we were, were we were females um, because, to be honest, sometimes I, mean, I, I believe in just giving someone, anyone the job who has a skill set, but we've got to rebalance gender for, for girls in particular. So we set up this STEM, um, or sorry, STEM team. And, I, and we would go around the world helping world leaders. So we helped um, uh, <laughs> Russia, you name it. So we had problems and we helped them solve a problem as engineers. So, um, so you know, St. Basil's had a problem with a duck that couldn't be found and we had to find out how to save the duck. Yeah, I know, I know. Interesting. <laughs> and so we did coding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did all of this on these kids at home with Dr. Sandy on Facebook. It's a closed-up group now. Mm. But that was, my, for me, my trial, my practice for the Newbury podcast. So, anyway, so long story short, I met um, Asha on Twitter via that because I kept on posting it on it, and she noticed, So as she would because she's so amazing. And so she started talking to me. So she became a guest, and she helped. So she's not only has she helped on the, on the kids at home, she's helped where I teach at uni, and she's helped with the Newbury podcast because that's – that's what an amazing person that she is, that she will fr freely share her knowledge and her mm -hmm. ideas. Um, and you're right. So, um, and yeah, I'm really thankful to have met someone like her and you, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the feel good episode. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. But here's the thing, though you, you are now in a position where you can influence a lot of pre service teachers in the way that they practice their STEM in a way that actually matters. Yes. That must be exciting, and that's kicking off very soon. Yes. Okay. So technically, we're not working with pre-service teachers yet. Ah. So my new role um, is um, lecturer of master of research in STEM. Mm -hmm. So what the job actually is is to help people who want to move into, like teachers, for example, or from industry who want to do a master's in STEM, so that they can help education. I was like blown away when the job came up and I applied for it because I thought, oh, I don't know, like what exactly, but I love it. So the students, we start next Monday, the 15th of November, um, and that will be our first um, semester. And I'm using basically all my teaching to help them to learn to research and I'm showcasing to them, e.g. physics education. Do you know who owns, runs physics education? Because I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my art gallery. Um, <laughs> so if you go onto art spaces you'll see my yeah. the art gallery i've set up under the newbury podcast but like yeah. flat 3d and so what i want to do is make that strong connection now that exists in the fourth gen fourth industrial revolution between education industry and research so that's our future if we want to really address the 17 goals for you know the un when we think of sustainable um, sustainable development um, you know, like um, Michael Harvey, he's supporting yes. me as well. And he's been helping me as well. Um, like heaps of people like on, on Twitter I've met, they're helping me because they can see that the whole idea is if we can equip pre-service teachers, that's what podcast, my job at the moment is helping teachers 
um, or people in edu um, you know, industry who do a master's on research in STEM, we can help everyone. So, so at the moment, it's a win-win. So, um, and eventually, because I'm talking to college, I want to bring my STEM course in for the pre-service teachers in either early childhood or primary or secondary because it's the future. Like employment, it's the future. So, Can I ask, and it, can yeah. I ask something I've been wondering for a while and I don't think anyone's got an answer for this. Look, STEM has been around for a bloody long time. <laughs> it just oh, had. Come on. It's, the, yeah, and, and yet, it. And, and yet, even Archie did it. <laughs> I know. And yet, I know. And yet, I mean, we do like a label and we like dissecting what a label is. And the, I, I have still yet to not hear that we always, we always need to find out, well, what is your interpretation of STEM, et cetera? It's like, gosh, have we not, I don't know how many different ways we can cut this yeah. thing up. Yeah. yeah. Are we, if, I'm kind of wondering, and this is my, my question, are we focusing on trying to label too much? I agree. Yeah, I really don't like the word STEM. I really don't like the word STEM. All right. So, but what I do understand is when we look at the fourth industrial revolution, that is about technology, that is about breaking down barriers like geography. So we don't need to think, well, I live in Norway. I can't talk to someone in Australia anymore. Those type of things. So, yeah, mm. um, I think the nature of policymakers, the nature of governments is they have to label things. Um, to give funding. <laughs> yes. Well, it's easy. Um, it's, it's encapsulated. It's a nice, yes. easy thing. It shoves it yeah. all together and people got a vague yeah. idea what it is. But we've still got our DaVinci's out there. We've yeah. still got our um, Emily de Chalotte, who's the person who wrote, you know, like mathematics and philosophy and mathematics of France. We've still got them out there. We've still got our Fibonacci's out there. All right. So the key is to be able to, I think, give them a chance um, to help them to use their knowledge and what I call, because mathematics is often my, my thing, is to multiply it. So if we met, and I'm hoping, I, and actually, to be honest, I've, I've, I've been fortunate. I When I was looking at the students that applied for Excelsior, I had to look at their expressions of interest. Um, part of their expression of interest was saying what they want to research, what interests them. And then I looked at that and I thought, right, well, can we help you? Can we help you to, um, one, achieve your goal, your dream, but two, get more research in that area and yes we can so i've been saying pretty much yes to all of them and they're fantastic um they're from engineering predominantly which is really interesting and and um technology predominantly at this yeah. stage it'll it'll change it's only just starting but um they're there but stem the policy of stem gives us a way of giving funding gives us a way of going okay um we can have that funding for these people so that they can make a difference for us but they were always there ben Mm. they're always there so um and i just think of kids in schools they're there well actually um there's a, a group I, I have to reach out to aravinth again um there's a group called dream space academy uh, out of sri lanka and what they do is they find those da vinci's in yeah. areas where yeah. they're never gonna be found they won't be found you're right in, in any way shape or form and they pretty much give put a rocket up and they for a bit of yeah. a turn they, they absolutely go you know yeah. what what if we place them with a, a really good way to actually get them going and not just do stem for the sake of it actually linking it with entrepreneurial thinking and yes. actually making real stuff and teach them how to lead teams because turns out you're going to need a team if you're going to need yeah. to do something at scale they yeah. do an amazing job and yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is there are there yeah. the features around the place they just get kind of stuck in can i put to you that you might be a da vinci oh gosh i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> don't know about that well uh, 
okay, so let's let's break it down into a nutshell. Who was and what was Da Vinci? He was a polymath. Um, and I look at people like Kylie and, and Glenn Burrett from the um, 3D's flat as well. Mm. Um, Kylie tells me Glenn is the thinker, the creative type. Mm, I think Kylie might be as well, but she doesn't quite admit it. But in actual fact, people who are Da Vinci's in the 21st century have new ideas. They want to move things forward. They're polymaths. They can look at different things in a different way. Ben, I hate to break this to you, but you're a polymath, all right? So... Um, so we should be embracing polymaths because polymaths are our future. Now, I don't know who's a polymath in, a, in my courses that I'm teaching, but I will help them become um, the, the most successful person they can because they will make a difference wherever they go. And so, so one of my mottos is, um, and I say this all the time because I, I do podcasts as well, so if anyone wants to listen, we do a Newbury podcast as well. And at the end, I always end with these, these words. And it makes sense to me. So if you engage others to empower them, as in to give them the skill set so they can succeed where they want to succeed in, they will create and then they will elevate. So I, the way I function, because I'm classed as a generalist in education, as in I think of all subjects. I teach, I've taught all subjects at university as well. I want to empower and engage you in what interests you, Ben. For you, it's okay. science. You know uh, what I mean? So, you know, works. exactly, exactly. That's right. It's only science. There's nothing else. So. Yeah, it's, just, it's just that. <laughs> so, you see can, I mean? you, yeah. can you imagine if you had your former self in nursing? Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine that you would be doing what you're doing now? Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, if you think back to that person when you know what, I'm going to go into yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what made, what made the, uh, why, why'd you do that? Oh, Ben, I'm a, I'm a person by error. Uh, so my whole life has been a comedy of errors so I failed school I failed high school I thought I was dumb it seems no I wasn't dumb I just thought differently so I didn't match the model of schools back then and that's okay it's, it's no biggie but it really changed my mind because I seriously left school thinking oh, I'm not very bright um, but I've always cared for people so um, and everyone said to me back then oh you make a great nurse Sandy so I did nursing and I did love it so I really yeah, and then unfortunately I had a car accident, which meant I couldn't help people physically because I damaged my neck. Hmm. So I became a teacher. Well, I started studying teaching. All of a sudden I started getting HDs. I started getting to the top of the class with everything. I got a job straight away. Um, I don't brag, but I came first in the master's course. Hmm, interesting because I found my niche. I found what I liked. And what I like is seeing others succeed and others learn. So I don't want to be a big professor. I don't need to be anyone big. I don't need to be, have a grand name. I just, I actually just don't. What I want to help is people move and succeed. And I always think about this. Imagine if you're in your little pond and you drop a little rock or stone in your little pond and you have a ripple effect in your little, little pond and then Ben's pond's next to me and he does something. Can you, I just think the whole world would be better if we just shaped our little ponds. Absolutely. Superposition, <laughs> supposition. The, the waves on top of themselves, they double. It's a bit yeah. actually reminds me. Um, I mean, you can do the physics thing, but it actually reminds me of wakeboarding that you'd always get a bigger wave when the two wa- when you do the right yes. angles and the, the waves go up, you yes. get a big pop up in the air. That's a yes. little <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a surfer too, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, it totally happens. Oh, when those cross when those uh, 90 degree yeah. waves come together, they really go. Huh, yeah, they, yeah, I didn't yeah. Know and you were a surfer. I know. So in my day, I, uh, yes, I have a Malibu 
and I have a short board. So I learned to surf um, when I was age 15 in the days of puberty blues, where girls were booed off the waves. <laughs> so I was booed off the waves, but oh. me being me, I didn't get let them boo me off the waves. I kept going. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I need to get back into it because my PhD meant I basically sat for three, actually not three, about five years on a desk, at a desk and just worked. So I didn't, I have an exercise size like I would like, but yeah, I want to get back into it because it's so much fun. Oh, it is good fun. Actually, Sam, you're just thinking. nature. Well, then just thinking about this and it actually does frame the context of this discussion is that we don't want our service, pre-service teachers booed off the waves of our classroom no. in any way. Uh, and that's really what you're doing. And so I was just curious. So if you had, I don't know, let I me mean, often ask uh, if you if you had a, a people about to start teaching, you know, what would you be, be advised? I'm actually curious, what if we flip it the other way? What if you had a bunch of teachers who have been teaching for 20 years and they're about to have a brand new, new brew pre-service teacher coming into their classroom to hang out with them for that uh, that placement? What would be your advice for someone who's got someone arriving to do their placement? Down there, left the field. Mm -hmm. You're not the expert. You might be an expert in certain areas, but you're not the expert in everything. Learn from them. I learned from New Brew all the time. I realized a long time ago when I was in tutorials, oh, wait a minute, I'm learning from you. Yeah. Um, so yes, you've got a skill set. You can teach them pedagogy. You can teach them student management, like you do. You have a amazing skill set, but you will learn from them. And I call it giving, getting back. So it's one of my hashtags because, and it's in a paper I'm writing um, about. Um, one of them called Anna. Anna um, met, and she's still in the same school now. So she graduated like in 2013. So it's a long time ago now, but she's actually an assistant principal now. But her teacher was in charge of technology at her school. Her teacher was amazing with technology. And then she met Anna and she went off the Richter scale with even more stuff because she learned from Anna. So as much as, yes, we are like the idea of I'm the expert, you are in some areas, but not everything. No one's an expert in everything. They come with stuff. Yeah listen to them ask them what are your passions what are you good at so follow my model if you really want to from new brew ask them what what they're good at and then learn from them you'd be surprised when someone is thinking that they're teaching you they change their whole um interest their whole passion they want to now they're more responsible they're more committed um, they work so much harder because they're chasing their passion and they're helping others. Now, if we understand MRIs, remember I, did, I told you I told you I did yes. nursing. If we understand MRIs, one of the best things for anyone's mental health is to help others. All right. So you can read books on it, like things like how to rewire your brain and so on. One of the biggest factors globally is anxiety, depression. Yeah. So if we really wanted to listen to research and science, we would then do what they're telling us, which is help others first. What it does is it helps our happy hormones in our brain. Our happy hormones make us happy and we help the world better. So, yeah, I guess yeah, my, my answer is quite left of field. Listen to them. No, I don't see there's left of field at all. I reckon it's fantastic. 
that's really cool. And actually, that brings up the point that uh, if they were going to find out about the New Brew podcast and what you've been getting up to, where would they go? How could they find find that? And also get in touch with you. Yeah, of course. I love that. So, all right. So our website is called the New Brew Podcast. Our focus on the website is to do lesson plans under certain areas. Please join our email list. So you can um, email admin at the New Brew Podcast or Dr. Sandy at the Newbury Podcasts on our website. Um, so there's two ways of joining. One can be to be just a member on the email list or subscribe. The subscribe part is what the pre-service teachers want to do because they do like the idea of um, being entrepreneurs, like at C Generation, that's what they do. So you, you can, so there's two ways of doing it. You can either support by being a subscriber. We're only just starting, so you know, I'm not pushing that hugely. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is go on to our um, and listen to our podcast. We're on Spotify, um, iCloud, oh, sorry, SoundCloud. Um, same thing, find the New Brew podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We do, um, we do Insta Live when we're going to release something new. I've just written a book called The Inquiry Adventures of Sarah and AJ. And I haven't actually asked you yet, Ben, but I'm sure you'll say yes. I'm doing a lesson plan with Ben. <laughs> Hi, that's cool. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't asked you yet, but I'm sure you'll say yes. But yeah, yeah. So they're well, probably the main. You got me on the recording, ways. right? You got me on the yeah, recording. Right. So there you go. Yeah, and then we've got, we've just opened an art gallery through Art Spaces. We just mm -hmm. it's just started. It's not finished by no means, but that's the whole point because we are a work in progress. So if you go onto Art Spaces and again look up the New Brew podcast, you'll see walls that we've created. And there happens to be a physics page wall. So you might recognize the dude. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Sandy. And now here's the thing. I don't, I don't normally say this as we uh, finish up this particular chats, but seriously, if you're listening in and you know of a pre-service teacher, please share this particular episode to them because seriously, they may not know, realize just how valued they actually yeah. are to the education system. They honestly are. Yeah. It's incredibly important. Yeah. And, and, in and also too, if you know someone who is mentoring a pre-service teacher, especially even if you just share that couple minutes excerpt from Sandy about saying what to do as before they walk in their classroom, it's very very powerful because this thing is it, it people really do react to their environment and let's make it as positive and as welcoming as possible. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having us, Ben. Today I've really enjoyed talking to you, <laughs> uh, Sandy. Thank you very much. What a great way to end the week. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I'm recording two more podcasts tonight. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, well, hopefully, yeah. I, I know. I know that actually. I've got to upload another program, <laughs> upload a video. And it, this is this is what happens when you're uh, when you actually just get lost in what you do. It's like doing what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's not a job. Yeah, exactly. It's not a job. Well, I Sandy, thank you so much for hanging out. This, and if anyone needs to uh, find those, we always put those links on the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, enjoy, and Sandy. Uh, all the best. I know you'll smash it out of the park when you are on, on November 15. Thank you. Yeah. You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. Why don't you book us for a science show or workshop in your school? We love seeing students get excited about science, and you will too. Go to physicseducation.com.au and click on Schools for more info. 
It was so great to hang out with Dr. Sandy Nickel and really talk about her passion when it comes to supporting pre-service teachers. I mean, even her PhD, how do primary pre-service teachers learn to engage students in learning during professional experience, it, you really see it shines right through everything that she really talks about and will do so for a very long time. So if you want to find out more, head on over to her website, the New Brew pc.com so the new brew pc.com and you'll find not only the podcast but there's a whole bunch of resources that are building up that will support let's be honest not just pre-service teachers but any educator and uh she does have a bit of a passion for stem and you can you know, ask her about it shoot her shoot her a message shoot a quick dm i'm sure she'll get in touch with you without a doubt so that is enough of this particular podcast as usual we have more guests coming up and i hope you're having a fantastic day evening night wherever you are you've been listening to me Ben Newsom at Physics Education. This is the Physics Ed Podcast, and I'll catch you another time. You've been listening to another Physics Ed Podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book, and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au